Hey, everybody. I just wanted to tell you real quick. Look, we didn't invest in uh, T-shirts and hats. We could have. Believe me, I've come up with a slogan or two, as you could probably imagine. We have the commemorative uh, Kate Daly Show coin because we want to put money back in your pocket. And we knew that right now, with everything going on, you would want to invest in precious metals. This is a real silver coin. It is a uh, minted after the first coin ever produced in the United States. It has a piece of history that I love. And it has the Kate Daly Show on it, Be Faithful, Be Fearless. comes in a beautiful case. $99, and most of that goes to the show. But it is going to put money back in your pocket. And I do think silver is only going up. I wanted to make sure that you got something out of that, out of helping Truth and Radio. We're up against a lot because shows like this don't go on for a long time because uh, corporations usually edge us out. And I don't want that to happen. Please help this show stay on the air and you can help free speech and know that you did something to help free speech in America survive this. Radio is very important. It's a very important element because you're listening. And when people are listening, as Rush used to point out, when people are listening, they're digesting those words better than watching stuff, something on TV and watching visuals. It's a really important medium. And I want to stay here doing the show with all of my favorite co-hosts. So thank you. Go to Kate Dallas radio.com and please pick up a few of those coins i would really appreciate it thank you from the bottom of my heart balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time my wife and i have been health nuts for 35 40 years i've always been you know literally biking swimming skiing you know yada 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 always looking for something different the day i took this stuff that following morning i woke up and i went whoa it was like the missing link it was just fantastic and we haven't stopped taking it since my wife feels basically the same way it's the single thing that uh, that changed us and convinced us that uh, this stuff is the best thing going Oh, it's done a good job. I've got a lot more energy. I'm 78 years old, trying to stay alive, and I don't eat right. This helps me get better because I get a balanced diet, and that's very important. I love balance tonight. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code to a poll using Common Core. 12 out of 5 people listen to The Kate Daly Show. Call 888-673-1450. The Kate Daly Show starts now. The most popular that people stop and ask me is about the Utah Tech University rebrand. Our goal is to be 100% finished by January. Now, having said that... Uh, this summer, as I was walking outside the Eccles, I saw a planner that said the Dixie State College of Utah. So that had been about 10 years. <laughs> so if you see something, report it. Um, uh, in, your, in your colleges, we've asked the deans to look at ways in which we can improve uh, image and reputation. I propose we lead in advancing social justice through several behaviors. In 2015, the United Nations produced a call to action to end poverty protect the planet, and ensure that by the year 2030, all people enjoy peace and prosperity. I propose, actually ask, that each one of you who are faculty consider how you might frame a class or even a single assignment to address one of these 17 goals. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. We're live today. We've got a special guest and we'll bring her on in just a moment. Uncle Milty's here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, that, 
you sounded so chipper. I don't even know what to do with myself. Well, I wow. I can put on an act when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome. And we have so much to talk about in this first hour locally. And uh, I want to welcome our, our first guest. But first, let me just tell you, please order the coin. Um, we really need you to, to kick it in and help us out right now. And I, you know me, I don't like to ask for that. But we have a wonderful uh, Kate Daly Show coin. And you can go right to the website, katedalyradio.com, and it's right at the top. Please click on it and order because uh, this show needs your help or we're not going to make it. We can't do this show unless we get your help. And I thank you for that. It's $99 and uh, most of that goes to the show. You're going to get a silver coin. It's a real silver coin back. And so you're investing in metals, which is nice. And you're going to get some money back in your pocket. So it's a win-win. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for helping us. And uh our guest, Natalie Klein, joins us, uh, State School Board of Utah, and I'm so excited to have you, Natalie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm you glad bet. to be here, Kate. You bet. I, I have so many things to ask you about that we we honestly don't know where to start. So I had a friend who uh, <laughs> was invited to an economic roundtable with Spencer Cox when he was down here to do his woke and get woke and get pizza uh, meetings with the students, and... and um, uh, it, it came up the, about uh, CRT, it came up about um, the LGBTQ, all of these things. And this person uh, was just adamant about saying, yeah, we Utah schools, we have problems here. We have a lot of problems here. Well, Spencer Cox uh, got six inches from his face, pointing his finger at him and became completely irate and said, Utah schools are perfect. And don't you dare say that. And how dare you? Um, and uh, it was very, very bizarre and just got completely unglued over the fact that somebody would, would dare to say that our schools aren't perfect. And I thought that was really strange. Did you find, do you find it strange? <laughs> I think it's really weird. It is really strange because the evidence is so overwhelming. I mean, I, I post multiple times a day. I can't keep up with all of the information I am receiving from parents all across the state, yeah. what they're seeing in their schools, actual evidence. Right. Um, so to for him to to say otherwise is uh, you it's know comical what do you make point. of that? It's either ignorance or it's denial or it seeds part of the agenda. Yeah, I have to say I I'm with you on this, and and it was interesting too because this gentleman and I just love this guy. He held his feet to the fire and he didn't like it, and he became more and more and more unglued. And everyone there was a little bit shocked about how un- unglued he became, and so. <laughs> I have to say this because I don't think we realize kind of how unhinged he gets, but um, but he was he was definitely you know pointing his finger in his face, right in his face. He even got up from his chair, went over to this gentleman, and was just hammering him. You know, no, no, they're per- you know you won't say that, you will not say that, and uh, you you provide me yeah. evidence. So, what are some of the things well, that are glaringly obvious? <laughs> Okay, well, let me just start by saying Spencer Cox received $75,000 in campaign donations from the National Education Association, the largest teachers union. Um, mm. And they, I mean, all you have to do is go back and watch their last, the the, the last National Education Education Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the lady that is the head of it this year, I mean, it's, it looks more like a cult, the things that she is saying. And just to watch her full presentation, Becky Pringle, you can Google it. It's really shocking. You're going to, it's not about education at all. Um, They've gone full woke and they are teaching their teachers to be activists. 
that they, and that they have little time and that they need to push it as hard and fast as they can. Um, another example uh, from the NEA, most recently they just came out with name badges or badges that all teachers can wear that they, that they highly recommend that have a rainbow on them that says safe person, safe place. And they, when they hand it to the teacher, they say, are you friend or foe? Whoa. <laughs> and then it has a barcode on it that takes, these, that takes kids to these sexually explicit sites where they can learn about all the different kinds of sex. Um, it's complete grooming. It's, it's having the groomers wear a badge that says safe person and oh I'm your gosh. safe place, wow. implying that families and parents are, or homes are not safe places mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. safe people. Right. You're, they're labeling the most dangerous people as the safe people that children can go to to talk to about their sexuality. <laughs> Just let that sink in. Yeah. And this is the NEA who made these badges and is promoting them be, to be used throughout the country. Um, they've also gone full anti or full critical race theory, social justice activism, um, and that you'll see that in her speech as well. So um, yeah. it's no wonder that he doesn't want to acknowledge it oh, because they're course. his biggest funders. Wow, some of his biggest funders that and pharma. So educate. So this group and pharma are his. Wow, a lot. Yeah, provide a lot of funding for him. That makes more sense. Um, and he yep. was, yeah, and, and he was denying any problems whatsoever. We have book problems. Um, you brought this up. We have um, uh, a problem with uh, teachers in Utah teaching things uh, that are not okay. We have we have issues where uh, a teacher was um, wasn't the teacher put on leave or something for not addressing pronouns. There was a, there was a in student Beaver. that was expelled. Murray High Drama mm-hmm. School, uh, a Murray High Drama student. Mm-hmm. Um, the teacher, the drama teacher, turned him in, and he was expelled for not use, for refusing to use other students' pronouns. <laughs> and Spencer Cox speech, puts himself in <laughs> right, right. Spencer Cox um, announces himself in pronouns. So it's really uh, crazy that right. he said none of this is going on. And so as far as the CTR front or C, uh, CRT front, sorry, see, it's the exact opposite yes. of CTR, CRT front. Yep. Um, what's Where are we at there in our schools? I mean, are we teaching it kind of under the hood a little bit? And over okay, the, I mean, so, yeah, go ahead. So last, last year, uh, about this time, we passed, the, the state board passed a rule R277328, which um, they claimed would stop CRT in our schools is supposedly the anti-CRT rule. I told them at the time it would do none, nothing of the sort, that it was actually installing CRT and that by passing uh, it, it would only get exponentially worse, which it has, and we've seen that. Right. Um, because right. the language, CRT um, is a deconstructionist theory, right? It's created by critical race theorists who are master deconstructors of the language. And so they can manipulate the language and make it mean exactly what they want it to mean, which is usually the exact opposite of what you think it means. Uh, Almost exactly, if not exactly opposite. Um, And so that that rule um, says that that teachers cannot promote one ideology over another So break that down according to a critical race theorist. It means you have to treat all agendas the same, all theories, all different types of government. You have to treat them as equals. Mm -hmm. So straight versus LGBT, they're both equal. So you have to treat 
teach them and treat them as though they are the same, um, if not putting the one over the other. So you can't teach that a constitutional republic is better than socialism or communism, um, according to that verbiage that we put in there. Um, You've got, um, it requires teachers to use strategies of inclusion. Inclusion is your red flag word for LGBTQ activism. It also falls under the special ed um, language or verbiage to include kids with special needs in the regular classroom. But so they use the special needs um, kids as a human shield to, to get their agenda put right, in. Cause right. it, it, that word is used for both. They pass it under the special needs. Like everybody's great about that. We want special mm-hmm. needs kids to be included. Right? right. But as soon as it's passed, it becomes all LGBT. Right, right. Um, to that point, we'd have, um, a teacher in at West Jordan Middle School who um, is a poster child or poster teacher for mm-hmm. the U.S. Department of Ed. She's done trainings for the U.S. Department of Ed on inclusion in the classroom, and it's all about how to promote and uplift LGBT students over regular students, treating them, giving them, you know, mm-hmm. greater privileges, really, um, and treating them as more equal than than their straight counterpart. Um, students um, and all about how to put flags, rainbow flags up everywhere so kids feel safe and included and welcome. You know, they say the same things ad nauseum to try and convince people that this is just about, you know, being compassionate for kids that have same-sex attraction or gender confusion. And it also sends a message that they're not safe and inclusive, so they need this, which is absolutely insane. So I just went to the Pride Not Prejudice conference put Uh on by the Utah Pride Center a week ago, Uh and they literally, the keynote speaker, um, Lisa Diamond, from the psychology department up at the University of Utah, she she says... Um, she talked about how kids are triggered. All, we have all this trauma, and that they need to feel safe, or they can't learn. And if and if they identify differently, then they need those symbols, right, to oh show them that they're safe, that they're in a safe place. And so, literally, we need to have these flags everywhere. It's not good enough to have it in just one classroom because that means as soon as they leave that classroom, they are now. Um, in a hyper state of vigilance <laughs> looking for attacks, right? Because right. they don't feel safe. So literally she was advocating for having rainbows everywhere. Oh so that there's no place a child goes that they don't feel safe. They also, she also um, talked about um, how kids are in a hyper state of vigilance if there is any kind of uncertainty. And that's why we need pronouns, she said, because they take away the uncertainty and make kids feel safe. To make it more um, uncertain which so, gender I mean, they are, we just, have to we have to go to a break. But it, all that does is make them more un, unsure about the gender because they don't know because it's a word they made up. This is getting so weird. We're in a loony bin. It's be right super back. Weird. We'll be yeah. right back with Natalie Klein. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I swear they ran into a great big hassle Billy Joe shot a man while robbing his castle Bobby Sue took the money and run Hi there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad you're joining us today on a Monday live. 
And of course, our guest, Natalie Klein from the State School Board. I also wanted to mention Garage Doors Only. Make sure you get your garage door from them. Uh, they are fantastic. 689 Bluff Street. And all you have to do is call 435-868-1200. You have to dial the 435, though. 868-1200. And give them a call. They have the best ads. They're patriots. They understand what's happening in this world. I love that about them. And they do garage doors for the most fantastic price you're going to get. And they do it all through Nevada and Utah. Love those guys. Um, and so give them a call for sure. And then um, also Beehive Rental is just an amazing rental company. And so no matter what you need, whether it's an air compressor uh, or it's, uh, my gosh, anything, a mini X, whatever the case may be, they've got your equipment and they've got the best prices and they're good Patriot people. You'll love them. Beehive Rental, uh, go there for all those needs because you'll like them a lot. Uh, so our guest, oh, uh, let's see here. Okay. So our guest is Natalie Klein from the state school board and Oh my gosh, the stuff you're saying is just kind of horrific. And it's hard for me to wrap my brain around because these people sound like loony bins. They make it sound like, uh, you know, they, I, I, it's funny to go on the whole safe premise. They're not, they're unsafe and, and everything else. And so that, that just to me is just bizarre, I yeah. guess, because now we're inferring they aren't safe and they, they have been. And so this is, this is just, it's like a conjuring up of words that they can use as an excuse for yes. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Absolutely. Well, and to, to kind of go off on the idea of the safe, uh-huh. this, you know, them claiming to be safe and schools being safe when they've always been, but now they have to say it because they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they passed in our last legislative session, they passed, uh, S, sorry, it was SB 244, uh-huh. which was the Safe Schools Amendment, Safe Schools Amendment, um, where they require schools to be discrimination and harassment free, um, discrimination and harassment free learning environments. First mm-hmm. off, there's that's it's not possible, right? There is no the discrimination. The heavy hand of government <laughs> taking away everybody's freedom of speech right. um, and controlling, micromanaging everything. There's always going to be kids that say things they shouldn't say, right? Yes. You can't enforce that. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing is, is that they didn't define what that means. What does safe or what does discrimination and harassment free learning mean? Well, because we have to implement rules at the board level to um, when when education bills are passed, um, that came before us to create a rule of how that will be implemented. And because there was no definition, I put forward a definition mm-hmm. because I know how they go. Because right now in, in Davis School District, they've been taken over by the DOJ. They signed an agreement. The DOJ is running D- Davis School District now. Oh and it's gosh. based on these claims that they had discrimination um, in their schools. And uh, and so the DOJ took over and now they're the teachers are having to do um, ad nauseum trainings on reporting anything and everything, you know, anything that could be construed mm-hmm. as a microaggression um, has to be reported to the DOJ. Like everything is tracked. So it's, um, they have all these new equity and diversity officers and or the Office of Equal Opportunity, um, which is their new name for it because it sounds nicer and right. people are on to the inclusion and diversity language. Um, so they call it that, but literally everybody's telling on everybody for all kinds of things that are not true discrimination. And usually it's um, the good kids that are being reported on because they won't use gender pronouns or right. they said something that was misconstrued as a micro, a, a <laughs> racial microaggression, which, right. you know, they'll say, if you ask where are you from, 
to a colored to a person uh, that's black or colored that they that that's a microaggression. You know, so anything can be construed as a microaggression, and now they're being reported on, and so that means that they the people in that office of equal opportunity have serious job security because Mm -hmm. they are creating the evidence to justify their positions. Oh my gosh. Right. Yes. Yes. Because the, the amount of discrimination and harassment has increased exponentially based on these mandatory reporting requirements of things that aren't true harassment and discrimination. So I put forward um, a definition uh, which was that ex- that actually protects both sides, mm-hmm. you know, Christian, straight, conservatives, as right. well as others, so that actual discrimination and harassment, not the left mm-hmm. version of it, yeah. where it's one-sided. Um, yeah. And so that was that was rejected. I put it forward again as um, an, an amendment to the educator standards. Um, I have a, a like a list of fifteen things that actually would make our schools safe, mm-hmm. not just say they're safe, but make them a lot safer. The first one um, that I put, that we debated said edu- an educator shall not promote sex, sexual lifestyle, sexual identity, sexual expression, sexual activity, sexual exploration, sexual experimentation, or fetishes to cover uh, the furry Should, issue. Isn't that just something <laughs> that's also obvious? a problem in our schools. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we debated that first one for over an hour to the point we ran out of time and they decided they're going to have to create a task force to deal with this, right? So, so that they can out of our do hands all those things. Into, wow. um, other people's hands. But part of that debate was really enlightening. They said, well, um, if we can't promote sexual identity, are you know, or, you know, are you saying that a teacher that doesn't identify as male or female and goes by mix instead of Mr. or Miss mm-hmm. is that that is that promoting? And I said, well, yes, it is. Yeah, it, basically it, the medium is the message. Right. And they said, well, we can't do that. That's discrimination. Oh, my right. Gosh. If they against their identity and um, that's their sexual identity. And if we can't if they if the kids can't call a teacher mix. Um, which is happening. We have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot more trans teachers than we used to, and that are being requiring students to call them mix instead of Mister or Ms., oh which is gosh. really messed up for these kids. I don't even know. Um, what to say. And and so be, just beyond that, you know, part of the conversation was, well, then we can't then we can't have a, a student call um, a teacher Miss or Mister either because that's their sexual identity. It's their you gender. see how convoluted oh, this is getting and how they're, it's really an effort to destroy mm-hmm. gender altogether. Right. Just like they've destroyed marriage by redefining it. When you, If you yeah. redefine it, you've destroyed it. Yeah, that's so true. That You were also talking about a fifth grade uh, Cash Valley, Utah class. One of the most overt examples of SEL in the classroom, you said intersectionality yes. is another name for I, uh, identitarianism. Uh, and then also it divides. Identitarianism. Yes, yeah. thank you. Divides oppressor yeah, versus CRT. oppressed. CRT. Yeah. And this this was a this was yeah, a, a assignment theory. It's separate. It's making kids identify themselves as an oppressor or an oppressed person. Right. So now they're either good or evil. And just wow. by virtue of their skin color, um, something they can't control. That's right. critical race theory. Yeah, but it's not and going it's on in our schools, Natalie, right? <laughs> it's not going on in our schools, says Spencer Cox, and threatened everybody it, in the no, room. No, no, yeah, not at all. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and this is, and it, well, that's just one and example. And they'll say it's not political. 
Mm-hmm. They'll say this is a human rights issue. Yeah. Because we're not supposed to, our classes are supposed to be politically neutral, right? Right. But they've reframed it as a human rights issue so that they can get away with it. It, it's just so devious. It really is. It's devious. And, uh, yeah. and there's so many examples of it. And there were even books that they, they were wanting to get in, right? And, uh, and under this, yeah. like, whole false premise uh, yeah. you, you reported yeah. about. Because they say we ha- kids have to see themselves in the books they read in order to feel validated or like they're important, right? And so we're having them read graphic porn. Is that how we want our kids to see themselves? Are we trying to raise Jeffrey Dahmer's and, yeah. uh, you know, um, Ted Bundy's? Uh, is I, that what we're yeah, trying to create? Exactly. Uncle it sure looks like it. If that's, Uncle Milty has a question you know, for they you. Say it's to, they say it's to teach kids. Right. Um, well, so kids that have been traumatized so that they can see themselves and feel validated and kids that haven't been traumatized can feel empathetic towards those that do. The schools are literally traumatizing our children so that they can then justify bringing in mental health care for all. And all the documents are there. They are pushing this hardcore. Our schools are not about academics. They're about uh, behavior modification, changing attitudes, values, beliefs, behaviors, dispositions, and personalities to be good global citizens of the 21st century, okay. which is to pull them away from their, their parents and, and to make them suspicious of their parents and of their faith. Truly, the only Bingo. identities that should be promoted in schools are that of, their, of faith, family, and freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Or patriotism. Uncle Milty? Anything he has, else he has, a question. has no, no, no place in our schools whatsoever. Right, right. Uncle Milty? Do you, uh, without, I don't expect you to name anybody, but do you have any allies on the state school board? <laughs> I bet you don't. Oh, my um, gosh. There's just varying levels of understanding. I, I, I don't think that most of the people on the board have time to research this stuff and to see where mm-hmm. these agendas are coming from and how deeply embedded they are, um, not just um, in our state or country, but globally. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm at a conference right now dealing with this issue in the African countries, and they're literally Mm -hmm. trying to destroy the African family because they are are one of the only countries still really holding out on traditional family values and morals. Right, right. and they're still having lots of kids. They have, you know, it's it's normal, you know, talking to some of these dignitaries, it's normal for families to have 10, 11, 12, 13 mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a threat to the the global agenda. Yes, it is. You know, they have to destroy if, the family because it's a competition. It, it, right. They have to destroy religion and family right. because it's competition to the government. Right. Uncle Milty? If someone wants to be on a state school board, they should make the time to research this stuff. Mm-hmm, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can yeah. see where they can see all the deceitful uh, stuff that they're trying to implement because they have to use deceit. Otherwise, they could never get this stuff in. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it's they just changed the language. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it uh, is to mean exactly the opposite of what you think it means. Um, a lot of it also is um, just like they have their workarounds to right. get around Congress mm-hmm. at the national level um, or parliaments in other countries. They have their way to get around it. These, um, these global entities, uh, they know how to get it. They also know how to get around school boards. Like yeah. uh, we, it, it's, there's a whole um, parallel system that's been created with associations and um, third party entities 
mm-hmm. um, that are that are pushing this stuff and and uh, so right. much of what I have found uh, even at our state level in our mm-hmm. in our um, board documents through grandma requests is stuff uh, manuals and things that our board has never seen. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh, I know we only have about 45 seconds, but I just want everybody to know, in Beaver, 400 people packed the auditorium uh, because there was a teacher that was dismissed because they ha- they would not use the pronouns. It was an anatomy teacher, uh, Darren Casado, and uh, he was suspended, I guess, and they brought him back. 400 people showed up. That tells me Utahns do not want this nice. crap and uh and they're going to stand they're going to stand and I'm I'm just I'm just putting out a warning to all of those school board um presidents like uh like Larry we have here. We're not standing for this kind mm-hmm. of stuff anymore. And so anyway, I know we're out of time, but I so thank you for taking time away from your conference to join us. Thank you, Natalie. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. Keep oh, waking people up. I, we, I will. We have very you. little time. So. Oh, believe me. Thank you, Natalie. She's Thank doing you. a great job. Okay. She's just awesome. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's all. That's the only person we have that's making sense out of all of this and trying to warn people about what's going on is Natalie Klein on the state school board. She's the only one. And Larry, by the way, is on Dixie State's board, by the way, and he's over all your kids and agrees with what's going on at Dixie. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I guess you can't guess the title on that one, Midnight Rider. Uh, the Allman, uh, that's the Allman Brothers, right? Allman Brothers. And uh, welcome back, Kate Daly Show. And a big thank you to Natalie Klein, State School Board, uh, for speaking out, being on top of it, doing her homework, doing her research, because Kristen Norton's pathetic. I mean, you don't hear a thing from her, and she could be standing up for what's right. And I, I sure hope Emily Green gets in over Kristen uh, from down here, because we're not representing down here, and uh, we need to be. Natalie's from up north, and she's just doing a heck of a job exposing CRT in our classrooms. Spencer Cox wants to absolutely ignore it, and even deny it. <laughs> so... Uh, and he became unglued, unglued uh, in somebody's face over uh, over the fact that somebody was saying, yeah, the, we do have it in our schools. Or, Hello, it's like two plus two equals four. Well, not according to Common Core, it's five. But anyway, you get the drift. Um, so I just wanted to mention too, look, uh, if you need insurance, make sure uh, that you go to North Star. They're doing the $100 million mission. And this is a great thing. Uh, they're helping to protect families in the event of a loss. So please, if you're, gonna, if you're looking for insurance or you're looking to change up your uh, medical plan, all of those things, do it over at Northstar. They just know their stuff. I love Jen and Dave. I think they're both great. Call Jen or Dave over at uh, Northstar, 705-4670. 705-4670. Click or call insurance.com if you want to go on the web. Click or call insurance.com. They're over there on Tabernacle and Northstar. If you them for years are fantastic. Um, I also wanted to mention Dixie Chiropractic too. And if you're looking for a good chiropractor, Ward's your guy. Uh, Ward is amazing. And uh, you can call them at 673-1443, 673-1443. They do PRP, ozone, neuropathy, herniated discs. They have all the up-to-date equipment too. And they're awesome. Dixie Chiropractic, Ward Wagner. 
I also, too, have to give a huge shout out today for Southwest Dr. Paul Gooch um, Optical. If you're in the need for glasses, they have the most caring, wonderful staff and the best glasses. They have the NeuroLens. I love my glasses. I don't know what I'd do without them. I couldn't do research for the show if I didn't have them. And they always are just right there. They're, they take time with you. They walk you through everything. They're just, I can't express enough how amazing these guys are over at Southwest Vision. So go there, please, because they're that good. And I highly, highly, highly recommend them. Um, so we were just talking about Kristen um, because you don't see anybody, you, you don't see anyone else speaking out. And Natalie takes the brunt, Natalie Klein, for, from everybody because she's willing to say what isn't being said on that state school board. And those state school board members are not protecting your kids from all of the CRT crap, as uh, Spencer Cox says, is not in our schools. Yes, it is. Well, Natalie said something that really just irked me. What? When she said, well, the school board members don't seem to have the time to research this stuff Mm -hmm. you know what if you want to be elected to the state school board you better better have time to research that's (laughs) That's your your job job. yeah that is the job so so Kristen norton's on the state school board she's from st george she's a yes vote for everything 25 years in public education a lifetime resident of southern utah and we don't hear a peep yeah of what's going not a peep yeah she's kind of a place card holder Mm -hmm. yeah she doesn't really do anything she's How does that happen in these times today with everything that's going on? I don't know. I don't know that I could be in the system for 25 years and not call it out. But, you know, there are those that will go along. But they don't side with it either. Right. They just don't do anything. They just sit there. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, it gets me so angry. But we have county commissioners that do this. We have city council that does this. We have colleges like our college that does this, too. And... um, they 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 let this stuff go through. Are they not bright enough to see the deception? I no, I don't think so. I think they just want to allow it. Yeah, I yeah. think they do. No. Um. So uh, we'll make sure and get uh, you know there's some good people uh, in there from down here. A good person because um, Michelle was amazing when Michelle Bolter was in. Oh, I yeah. wish she would have stayed. She was amazing. Um. I just want people to know that um, um, best friends. I don't know if you donate to Best Friends Animal Shelter. It's a nice thing, right? You think it's you're a caring, great yeah, thing. caring for all these animals, and they keep them alive, and and that's great. And people go pick up their pets there, you know, pick out a pet. But what are they spending six million dollars on? You know, I they they have a huge amount of revenue uh-huh. at 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 yeah, Best people Friends donate Sanctuary. a lot, yeah, a hundred million dollars in in kind. $98 million in donations. People love pet They rescues. love helping mm-hmm. animals. That's wonderful. Yeah. But in 2021, they had 3,729 new animals uh-huh. arrived at Best Friends Sanctuary. 1,626 were adopted. Mm-hmm. 1,495 got transferred to other areas where they might get adopted easier. Mm-hmm. So they out of the out of the 3,729 new arrivals in 2021, 608 are left there. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot, right? But with all the money they take in, they put statistics of ever since day one, right? But they're spending. Six million dollars to break ground on a housing project for mm-hmm. employees in at at 
Yeah. They have they have eight hundred. Well, people need a place to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they have this. They have forty two open positions out there right now that they can't. They claim they can't fill because people can't find housing. Yeah, I call BS. So they need to spend six million dollars on a housing project <laughs> so that they can house the yeah. forty two open position people. Now, now they're going to charge rent mm-hmm. to the people, but it's going to be, right? You know, reduced rent. I'm oh, sure this kind of stuff bugs, but it's. Yeah. But the, here's my problem with it: they claim you're donating to help animals, mm-hmm. not people. <laughs> you know, if you want to go up there, just bring a tent. There's lots of land. Um, and so. No, you're you're exactly right. It reminds me of when the city of St. George said um, they didn't. I don't know if they even wanted this on the record, but they told uh, employees that, hey, um, we're going to have to start buying homes, have to start buying homes for people to get them to come here because, you know, whole houses because, you know, they can't. Yeah, can't find a place. These actually are single family dwellings that they're going to build. Anywhere from from three hundred to twelve hundred mm-hmm. square foot homes are going to have a backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really an interesting article, but I just don't see how they can justify this. Yeah, you know, people. Why don't they do this with all that money? What? Pay them more. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of money, apparently. They, uh, they do. If you look mm-hmm. at their financials, but, they're not broke. Right. But the reason we're bringing this up is this is. This is in a lot of people's minds right now using tax dollars, you know, instead of reducing the amounts of taxation or getting rid of taxes, it's upping the taxes to pay for crap like this. So this isn't just in a nonprofit. This is, like I said, the city wanted to do this to attract people to come here for jobs, jobs that they really should not actually have, uh, many of them, um, to even give out with our, our tax dollars. But there's a lot more people thinking in this direction, which you become then a community of this kind of housing. It's bizarre. It's pure socialism. Yep. It's pure socialism. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You take care of the animals, we'll take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I also wanted to mention too, because we had brought, you know, obviously Natalie Klein was on. Natalie Klein was the only nay, the only no on that thing that she cited, the R two seven seven three two eight educational equity in schools, aka CRT, Natalie Klein was the only no. Kristen Norton, how pathetic she is. Um, she voted yes on CRT. All of them did. All of them, except for Natalie Klein. This is how lucky we are to have Natalie Klein. Kristen Norton needs to be replaced. I didn't even like her when she ran, and uh, we need to get her out for sure. It's terrible. So, you guys, we have such a work to do in replacing these school board members because they're all in favor of anything harmful to your children. Um, it's amazing to watch how how people are doing nothing. And I love you mama bears out there who were going to task with Washington County school board on the books that needed to to be ousted um out of that were not appropriate for kids at all i just love you guys for doing that and you guys have done a great work and so pat yourselves on the back for that because you know larry uh bergeson um i think he's a pretty horrific superintendent and you know uh he is on the board at dixie state too and dixie state is all aboard the social justice train 
You guys, we have severe problems within our school board here, too. We need these people replaced. Get them out, please. They're not invested in your kids. They're, and they live amongst us, so, so if enough parents go to them, why aren't they being the watchdog? Why, aren't they, why are parents having to, having to get in their faces about this stuff? Come on. On September 12th, mm-hmm. last September 12th, the state school board passed a rule change that gives parents more of a voice in their child's education. More of a voice. More of a voice. We are the voice. My goodness. <laughs> that just tells you how, how far it's gone. generous of them. Right? Doesn't it tell you how far it's gone? Oh, my gosh. We have the new uh, Hate You Give. Go look on Natalie Klein's um, Facebook. Uh, she's got it right there. Uh, all kinds of stuff happening that we're not, we don't understand what's going on. And all of these clubs that come in on the, on the um, deception that they are a bullying club, they're a bully club. Oh, we're against bullying. Once they get into um, talking with the kids, it's all about LGBT and trans. As if no one else can be bullied as if, so if you're a straight white student, you are the bullier, you're the oppressor. And, every, you know, everybody else is the oppressed. And it's really um, harmful to our kids. Very, very harmful. But those bullying clubs, so what we always have to do with this is look under the hood. You know, Washington County let that, let that group, uh, what was it, move on, come into the schools. And they are notorious for their global agenda, for um, SEL, for all of these things that they want to implement. And Washington County let them in. Sure. I mean, we did a whole hour on that one day on the show, trying to expose it so everyone would understand. Oh, please, you guys, we have so many problems here, and people won't address them because, like Spencer, Co- Spencer Cox says, they're perfect. So if you love Spencer Cox, you think everything's perfect. Oh, I wish he'd come out of the liberal closet. Good <laughs> hell. It, it's, it's enough, right? I mean, can you imagine getting in somebody's face and six inches from somebody's face and Spencer Cox is basically threatening you that you're not going to bring CRT up and it's not in our schools. Natalie Klein just gave example after example of it in our schools. She's on the state school board. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like Natalie said on the break, you'd have to be deaf, dumb and stupid not to understand that it's in our schools because when we take federal money, which is 7% of the budget, that's it. We sell our soul for 7%. All of the things they hand down come this way. And so when, when she said, well, so the argument was last year, Utah said, well, we didn't put in that, you know, we, we denied the CRT. No, they didn't. The bill they approved actually makes it worse. And it's done on a, on a level of deception. Yeah. So it even makes it worse. Yeah. But it looks like Utah said no to it. That's not true. Well, they renamed it. Yeah. And, and Mm -hmm. just like they renamed their children. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, so we have some pretty big problems here because we just look like we're not doing it. So then everybody doesn't, you know, people don't, don't investigate. But what Natalie's trying to say is, oh yeah, and it's worse because of that bill. Um, so I love the fact that she's trying to open up a lot of eyes to this and, and let people understand that we have such severe problems. Her entire Facebook feed is lined with all of the issues and problems going on in our schools right now. So... Please, we, ha- we cannot put our heads in the sand of this. I mean, I- please get your kids out of it, number one. Yeah. I told Natalie that on the break. I'm like, oh, I just hope parents get their kids out because it's, it's only going to get worse 
the social justice warriors, just like Provost uh, Dr. Mikey over there, um, little Mr. Pompous, talking about how he's the social justice warrior and he loves the title. <laughs> it's oh my the, gosh. It is the epitome yeah. of bullying. It is. What they do. What they it, do. Mm-hmm. It's the epitome of bullying. And everything they do, they have to get through on deception. See, now Provost Dr. Mikey is telling all the staff that they're doing it for peace, love, and harmony and sustainability. That is not what that agenda is about at all, at all. Because you know what? It's about force. It's about force. That's what globalist communists do. It's about force. He's one of the most brainwashed I've come across besides for Biff. So you guys, we have so many problems here. Um, And as in every state, we'll be right back. Uh, You're listening to the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Um, Columbus Day. So, of course, uh, Dr. Pesta joins us also in the last hour. We'll discuss that a little bit. Give you a dose of reality rather than what the media is telling everybody. And um, uh, we have some important issues to talk about in the next hour, too. So stay with us. All right. KateDallyRadio.com. Thank you. Thank you.